Welcome back to the My Online Schooling podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life at the online school. In this episode, we're talking to Vanessa Baker about well-being at My Online Schooling. This is such an important topic for all people, none more so than children at school. I was really looking forward to this episode because I was intrigued to know more about how well-being works in an online environment. Vanessa's about to explain all of that to us and why it's such an important subject to discuss in the open. So come with me now as we look at well-being at My Online Schooling with Vanessa Baker. Vanessa, thank you for joining us here on this episode of the podcast. How are you today? Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm good. We're just sort of getting ready for the start of term, so um, just getting lots of organisation bits and pieces in place. Um, you know, emailing a few families that are starting with us in September just to make sure that, you know, everything's sorted for them, that they um, sort of know what's happening and if they've got any questions just sort of helping to put their mind at ease as well. Typically what sort of questions do, do families have when they're uh, just about to join the school you know because here we are recording this on the last day of August so September is about to start the you know the new academic year what kind of questions do families sometimes have? So typically it would be sort of how the school works in general so um, you know how the classroom looks what you know what the typical day looks like for a pupil um, and our admissions team and education team are really like great at answering those questions um, for me if I'm speaking to families it's usually about well-being or mental health so they might be asking how our teachers can support a pupil's well-being in the classroom if a pupil is particularly anxious they might have some concerns about using their camera microphone so it's just helping to put their mind at ease and letting them know that our teachers are able to support as much as they can. Okay, this is really good. I'm glad you said that because I've got a few questions surrounding um, uh, well-being and uh, I'm going to be exploring that a little bit uh, with you in a short while. But first of all, I wonder whether, because we're talking about the whole environment here of school life, Mm -hmm. if you could just tell us a little bit about your own schooling, uh, so where you went to school and what your own experience of school life was like. Yeah, so I went to school in Arbroath, which is a small town just north of Dundee. Um, so it was just our both high school, um, very small, and yeah, it was fairly normal. It it was a small school, so um, it was quite you know you kind of knew everyone, and if your friends sort of lived quite close to you, which was nice. But yeah, I would say it was just it was quite a normal experience for me. Um, I would say that mental health and well being sort of wasn't spoken about as much when I was at school. It was maybe just starting to become sort of a quite important issue that people were talking about but I definitely mm. see that maybe wasn't a focus when I was at school. So then what was the first thing you did after you left school? So I went to uni um, at Edinburgh APR to study psychology so that was a four-year course so I'm still in Edinburgh now and it was yeah it was really good to sort of move from such a small town to a much sort of bigger city and meet new people you know moving out for the first time so it was really exciting and I really enjoyed the course as well, which was, yeah, it was really interesting and gave me a lot of insight into sort of mental health, child development, stuff like that. So, yeah, it was really good. And so then how did you discover my online schooling? Because a lot of people don't naturally know about the world of online schooling. Um, they're usually introduced to it in the last sort of 
couple of years or or the last few months even for some people. Um, what was your introduction to online schooling? So I was working at a primary school um, after I finished uni. I worked at a primary school, and that was with um, children who had autism and other sort of diagnoses alongside that mental health conditions as well. And um, because it was a primary school, it was just the typical sort of um, nine to three hours. So I sort of was looking for something a bit more full time. And that's when I started looking, I came across my online school and particularly the role I'm in was really interesting to me and sounded like exactly what I wanted to be doing. Um, so it, yeah, that's how I sort of found it. And at first it was really new to me as well. Like I wasn't quite sure how online schooling worked, but as soon as you start to hear about it and definitely once you've seen it in practice, you can just see it works so well. And it might not be something mm. that you realise before. Like a lot of my friends and family have, sort of said like well how does that work like you know for younger children especially but you know as soon as you explain it they're like well that actually sounds really good <laughs> like you might not notice it but yeah it's really good okay so here we are then uh well we're recording this like we said on the last day of august uh but we're here at the start of a new academic year and this is the the second term that the school has been running this uh this school podcast so the listeners who are hearing this right now, what can they expect to be a little bit different in this term compared to last term with regards to the school podcast? So this sort of term of the podcast, we want to focus on mental health and wellbeing and want to really open up a conversation about mental health, get people speaking about it, you know, break down that stigma even more, um, just to let people know if you know they are struggling with mental health condition, they're not alone, it's very, very common um, so yeah, just to really start a conversation about that, to let people know about sort of our values as a school and that we do really focus on mental health and wellbeing, inclusion um, and supporting our pupils to thrive in a school environment as well. So it sounds like it's a, clearly a, an important and key topic within my online schooling. Tell me why that is. So yeah, definitely as it's one of our main focuses, um, I would say it's mainly because you know, it's so, so common for many children to struggle with a mental health condition. I think it's about one in six children, school-age children, that have sort of a mental health condition or that are struggling with their mental health. Um, and so we just want to ensure that all the children at our school are supported, that we're doing what we can to sort of support their mental health in the classroom and out of the classroom as well. Um, because if, you know, if mental health isn't supported, then they're not going to be able to get the most out of their education. So that's really important to us just to to make sure that they're supported to, you know, reach their full potential and achieve what they can. Now, one in six, that's a, that's a significant number, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, I think especially with, you know, the past year with coronavirus and lockdowns, I think it has increased a lot. So a lot of children will have been sort of in isolation from their friends for quite a while. So it definitely has had a big big impact. And what kind of mental illness uh, or mental health conditions present themselves that you're seeing in, in everyday school life? I don't just mean within my online schooling, but everyday school life. So anxieties, I would say, is definitely the most prominent one. Um, it's It can come from a range of issues, but, um, you know, for some children, it's just too much to be in a school environment. You know, it's very, very busy 
in a sort of bricks and mortar school with the transition to other classes, walking through busy corridors, you know, it's loud, it's, mm. there's a lot going on. So that can cause a lot of anxiety for children, um, as well as, you know, they've been out of school for quite a large amount of time with lockdown. Going back to school, that's a huge transition. It's, it's really anxiety provoking for anyone, I would say. Um, but especially mm. if pupils already have an existing mental health condition, that's, you know, that's a big, big step to go back after being out of school for so long. And what else is there apart from anxiety issues? So we also, you know, um, depression as well, sort of with, again, with the coronavirus and lockdowns, you know, that isolation, not being able to see your friends and family as much as you normally would, that can be, you know, have quite a big impact on children um, and adults, of course. But yeah, we do mm. see that as well um, for some children as well that have additional needs. So um, autism, dyslexia, so many others as well. It just it all kind of adds up and it's there's already the pressure of, you know, having that to deal with. And then there's the school environment as well. It's, it is a lot for children to deal with. So tell me something about the learning and well-being hub. I mean, what is it and how does it work within the school environment? So our Learning Wellbeing Hub was set up to support pupils who have additional needs or mental health conditions. It's run by myself. We have an autism specialist who teaches some of the classes. We also have an experienced and qualified school counsellor who um, runs anxiety management classes, which are very popular. Um, in the anxiety management classes, it looks to make anxiety a bit more understandable. Um, you know, it's quite a daunting feeling to be quite anxious um so just trying to help children to understand what it is the functions of it um you know why we feel anxious sometimes and what's happening in our bodies um and then they'll work with the teacher to identify sort of negative thought patterns and use strategies to help them develop more positive mindsets so it could be like meditation based creative art based um, there's loads of different strategies that they cover in that class, so it's really helpful. Now, some of the people listening to this may not suffer from anxiety and might not sort of fully understand what it's like to have that sensation of of being anxious about anything. Mm. How could you try to describe to someone who doesn't suffer from it what it's like to to actually suffer from it? Yeah, so it can be quite debilitating for a lot of people. So the best way I can think to describe it is everyone will have probably felt anxious at some point or other, whether it's for, you know, like a big test or like a presentation at work. You're always, you're going to have felt anxious at some point, but I would just try to imagine, you know, feeling that way. It could be to go to the shops or, you know, to put your hand up in class and getting that, you know, rush of your heart beating really fast and, you know, not being able to catch your breath just overthinking you know kind of jump into the the worst outcome the worst conclusion so it, it can be really really difficult and it is sort of it can be quite hard to manage if you're doing that by yourself and you've not got the support so it's it is really important that you know pupils who have anxiety are able to reach out to you know their teachers or to anyone at my online school and get support for that as well so Tell me this, Vanessa, within a bricks and mortar school environment, uh, I imagine that if there is uh, someone who's in charge of well-being within that school, uh, maybe they've got an office somewhere and people are always free to go and knock on that person's door and actually 
you know, have a chat with them sort of there and then. Mm. How does that work within an online environment? So it's, it is similar. Um, it's obviously not as physical as going up to a door and sort of popping in for a chat, but um, our pupils have a Canvas account through which they can message myself or one of their teachers if you know if they've already got quite a strong relationship with a the teacher they might feel more comfortable talking to and um, that teacher can then sort of say oh do you know what Vanessa would be a really good person for you to talk to or something along those lines Um, so they are able to just pop a message to their teacher and actually for some pupils that might be a bit easier because sometimes talking in person face to face about your feelings it's quite difficult so it is sometimes easier just to write a message and you know, it's it's done and you don't have to sort of wait for the face-to-face response. That's interesting that you mentioned that, that you, you recognise some benefits of this being within an online environment. Um, in what other ways do you see this kind of support being better when it's online? I also think just like I mentioned, obviously, speaking face-to-face, it can be really difficult. So that's obviously a big benefit um, for a lot of pupils. You know, the anxiety maybe comes from the loud school environment or friendship group stuff like that can be quite difficult at school um so I think the online environments in the classroom it's the same they don't have to put their hand up and you know give a voice uh, an answer verbally they can write in the chat box and send it directly to the teacher if they find that easier so there is a few ways where you know it's easier online um particularly for people who have additional needs if they've got sensory sensitivities you know, they're able to control how bright their bedroom is or, you know, the living room, wherever they're taking the online lesson. They can control the volume of the lesson. So if they're sensitive to loud noises, they can turn the volume down. You know, headphones as well, just to make it a little less distracting in whatever environment they're in. So, yeah, there's definitely lots of benefits to online schooling. Now, of course, we're hearing more and more in the news, aren't we, about mental health Mm -hmm. and about the effects that it has uh, on, on everyday life. Uh, and how prevalent it is. Uh, But is this something that's getting worse or or is it that we are more open to talking about it in in this day and age or is it both? I think my opinion would be that we are able to talk about it much more openly Um, and I think that does come from you know awareness days and letting people know that Mm. they're not alone so they feel more able to talk about it and maybe don't feel as judged um, particularly when you start that off in school so that sort of early intervention of you know it's okay not to be happy all the time or it's okay to feel anxious um, it's quite normal so I do think you know us talking about it more it may seem like there's more cases of ill mental health but actually I think it's a positive thing because it means those people are able to start getting help rather than having to wait or maybe not even get help at all because they don't mm. recognize it. Maybe they don't recognise it and and maybe they also wouldn't sort of just feel comfortable talking about it. So they try to bury it and pretend that it doesn't exist or maybe, you know, not even spotted in the first place. Yeah, 100%. It could be, you know, they maybe just think that that's maybe normal or, you know, everyone maybe feels like this and maybe I don't need to get help or, you know, maybe this is just how it is. They don't realise that there are strategies that can help them to make them feel better. So, yeah, I think definitely opening up that conversation letting people know that there is support out there and to what extent is social media to blame for any kind of um, uh, well-being issues that children might experience i do think social media has an impact i mean even 
you know, for myself, um, on social media, you are always seeing the best moments of a person's life. You know, it's quite easy to take a one picture and make a perfect moment seem like, you know, a perfect life. So it can be quite difficult because you are constantly comparing yourself to others that you see online. Um, I do, to be fair, think that recently we're opening up that conversation and on social media, I do see more and more sort of influencers or celebrities saying how they're struggling or you know creating positive body image stuff like that so I do think that while that's slowly getting better it can it can be quite difficult to not compare yourself to people all the time. And if there are any parents listening to this right now who may have any concerns about their child maybe you know they're a bit concerned about their child getting a little bit withdrawn Mm -hmm. and maybe they've mentioned a couple of things to their child but haven't had much of a response from them what sort of approaches could a parent take to try to engage and try to encourage their child to open up on anything like this I would say always be listening and you know try not to make your child feel sort of judged not that I'm sure anyone would on purpose but if your child does sort of disclose something maybe I mean depending on what it is try not to go in with a we must fix this and fix it now like really quickly try to sort everything out you know just taking that time to listen to what the problem is you know they might say for example that they are feeling quite anxious try to listen and pinpoint what it is that's making them feel anxious and there's it might just be something general there's loads of different activities that they can do that can help when you're feeling anxious if you maybe feel like you're going to have sort of a panic attack there's lots of strategies that you can use to try and slow your breathing down and bring yourself back down to a calmer state so listening definitely is the big one just listen to them see what you can do to help what they need from you because they might tell you they might say this is what I need to happen to to help me and what sort of things could all of us be doing to look after ourselves because you know sometimes we hear don't we that the best way to look other look after other people is to make sure that that, that we're looking after ourselves first of all um the whole concept of 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 putting on the the oxygen mask on ourselves before we can put the mask on 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 the children that we're with on a plane what can we all be doing every day to look after ourselves definitely um so many things definitely taking time for yourself you know self-care whether that's taking time to go for a short walk taking time to read a book with a lot of us I mean I suppose a lot of us are going back to work in the office or you know wherever it is that you're working but if you are still working from home making sure that you're taking breaks you know regular work hours um, I find it helpful to go for a walk after work because, you know, you, you don't have that commute home to sort of clear your head and, you know, make that, okay, that transition from work to home. So I find it helpful to go for a walk. I have to take the dog out anyway. So going for a walk with the dog just to sort of like clear your head. Getting outside is definitely a big one, you know, spending time in nature. And when you're outside, trying to focus on being outside, if that makes sense. So an activity you could do is try to look for five things you can see, four things you can feel, three things you can smell, um, and using all your senses and counting down like that. So you're just really paying attention to actually being outside in nature. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Say that again. That's five things you can feel. Is that what you said? It's, so you could do it anyway, I suppose. It might be easier to do five things you can see. We do four things you could touch, three things you could smell, two things you could hear, 
I'm missing a sense. One thing you could taste, that might be a bit difficult, but depending on where you are. <laughs> awesome. I like that. And that's a great game to play as well with children as well. Yeah. If you go out on a walk, great way to engage in some good, fun conversation with them. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. And Vanessa, before we bring this to a close, um, tell me a couple of things that you enjoy about my online schooling outside of the whole subject of well-being. Yeah. Um, so just I enjoy the fact that, you know, everyone at the school seems to be so inclusive. It's really, you know, everyone's so, so friendly. The pupils as well, you know, when you do assemblies, they're all sort of chatting away to each other and encouraging each other. They mm. love to talk about, you know, the big topics and they share their ideas and the amount of interaction that you have with the pupils is amazing. I maybe wouldn't have thought that when I first started um, with it being online, but yeah the pupils are interacting with each other and the teachers all the time and it's it's really really great amazing that's really good to hear that's really good um Vanessa we need to bring this to a close but if anyone's heard anything and uh, maybe if they had any concerns or they wanted to get in touch with the school for any reason what's the best way for them to do that yeah so if it's a general sort of query about the school um it would be best to contact admissions at admissions at myonlineschooling.com um for any well-being concerns, it would be wellbeing at myonlineschooling.com. Perfect. Okay, that's great. Well, look, Vanessa, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being here and sharing all of this with us and uh, talking to us about the important subject of, of well-being. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. So that was Vanessa Baker on well-being at My Online Schooling. Such an important subject and so good to hear what she had to say on this. Vanessa, thank you so much for coming on to this episode to talk to us today. Now, if you're listening to this and you'd like to know more about anything at an online school, then just search for My Online Schooling and you'll find the website. And also, while you're there, don't forget to follow this podcast channel, because then when each episode is released, you'll get a small notification to let you know that it's available. So go and do that. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye for now.